Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode seven of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons, and uh, oh yeah, we had a new time slot. You know, I'm, I've decided to drop at 12 p.m. now instead of 10:30 a.m. So be on lookout for that from you know starting today in the coming uh, episodes. Uh, we got a lot to get through today. You know, I'm not going to do too much talking in the intro. You know, I know you guys are ready to get right into it. So let's do it. Oh, that rhyme, that's bars right there. Somebody signed me to a record deal, man. Not a 360, though. <laughs> All right, let's get to it now, for real. <clears throat> okay, over the weekend, we all were witness to UFC 229 and the main event between Conor McGregor and Habib. Uh, first of all, it was a great fight. I enjoyed the fight. You know, I'm not really a UFC guy, but I like to tune into the big fights, and I was impressed with Habib. I, like I said, I didn't know too much about him coming to this fight, but after the fight, I learned a lot. I learned that the kid has been wrestling bears since he was a young bull. That's crazy, and, you know, he's from Dagestan, and clearly they don't care about life. Uh, he fears nothing but Allah, you feel me? That's, that's, what, that's, that's how he go about his life. Um, so had I known that going into this fight, oh, I wouldn't have picked uh, him to lose at all. Uh, but as far as the fight goes, he got McGregor on the ground. He got him on the mat fast and kept him there. And McGregor looked rusty. He was tired. He was tired by the second round. He was winded. And Habib just kept putting his body weight on him, kept the pressure on him, kept beating. He was beating his face in, bro. He was really just making McGregor look like like a nobody. And, you know, we can charged at the ring rust or him not taking this fight as serious as he should. But I don't know. I think Habib is just that good. Uh, you know, ultimately, uh, McGregor would lose by submission in the fourth round. And it looked like he didn't even really, like, he tapped out. But it looked like he really gave up. Like, he was just done. His face was beaten up. And he couldn't keep him on his feet. Like, when, when he was boxing, he was outboxing Habib. When they won their feet, I'll give him that. He, 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 towards the third, I want to say the third or fourth round. Yeah, probably third round. He did a okay job stopping the takedowns, but he was already so gassed from the being taken down in the previous rounds. It was like, it, it was, it was already a wrap. And Habib, Habib, when they did box, Habib caught him with a big right hook. And almost took Connor down. And honestly, I thought a fight could have been stopped earlier than that when Connor was on his back and his face beat in. I was very surprised Herb Dean didn't step in there. Uh, so even if you didn't see the fight, I'm sure you all know what happened after the fight when Habib hopped the cage and went after McGregor's people. Now, watching that live, <laughs> live my secondhand anxiety kicked in, and bro, I was scared for everybody in the crowd because that was insane. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like, that was just wild. And I really blame that on security because, bro, the first security guard at the that side of the cage that Habib had uh, escaped on, bro, he didn't even look at him. He's just like, oh, he's, he's not doing anything. Bro, do you see the rage in this man's eyes? Like, clearly he's on a mission. So, like... <laughs> Seeing it live, I didn't see like how he jumped into the uh, into the the crowd to start a melee. But like after you know we saw phone footage, bro, he dove in the crowd like Spider Man, bro. Like he had his legs up and he was looking to kick somebody like a squirrel. That was insane. That boy was upset. Ah, oh, he threw his mouthpiece over there and 
that happens. So when he jumps out of the cage, I'm like, oh my God, bro, this is this is bad. Like, this is bad. Like, somebody's going to jail. Like, you can't be fighting these professional fighters like this. So he's going crazy. So that's happening. Then they take the camera angle back to the uh you see the whole octagon, and you see now McGregor's up. He takes a uh, swing at one of Habib's people, and then one of Habib's team runs out into the octagon and his red shirt so you can see him clear as day and took a clock McGregor, bro. He clocked him. It looked like a WWE event. Like it it reminded me of like when Stone Cold had came down during the invasion and uh it was an O one and just started stuttering everybody. Bro, it was just mayhem everywhere. Like that was insane. It and like people are like it wasn't good for the UFC, but bro, it was. It was. Like they took they took the McGregor throwing the uh the dolly through the bus or whatever, and they put that in the video package for the fight. That wasn't good for the UFC. And he went to court for that. But this is uh inside after the sanctioned fight, this is inside the UFC arena. Like, it's a part of the sport, it's an emotional fight. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to McGregor uh with that incident because I, I wasn't I knew about the incident, but I didn't know like Abib's people or Abib was involved in that. Uh, so we're gonna get into that as well. So like, like Abib said, you know, as far as the incident goes, but uh, like, you can't. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. I don't. I don't think they should strip him of his title. I think that you knew that this could happen. I think that security should have been well aware of the situation. Dana knew. Connor knew and Habib knew. These guys don't like each other at all. And it's not even about selling. It wasn't about selling a fight. These guys have a genuine dislike for each other. And it's like beyond the sport. McGregor took shots at Habib's father, at his religion and culture. And bro, that's just too far for me. And this isn't Connor's first rodeo as far as offending somebody crossing the line. Like, you know, they're calling him racist. And I don't like to call people racist that aren't racist. But when you have a pattern of saying things with racial undertones and carrying yourself a certain way, it's just it looks bad. Like I remember doing the uh, Floyd and McGregor build up. Like I remember McGregor telling Floyd, uh, "Dance for me, boy, dance for me." Like that, I didn't like that. I didn't like when he called Floyd's uh, security guards like all types of monkeys. Like, bro. That's not okay. Like, uh, with Habib during the press conference, the uh, reporter head was like, uh, assalamu alaikum to uh, Habib, and then proceeded to talk about Connor's whiskey, told him congrats on the whiskey. Habib was like, you can't say that, and then talk about whiskey. Because, you know, Habib is Muslim meat and he doesn't drink. And Connor thought that was funny and took that and broke. Oh, and he took the whiskey and put it, Next to Habib and told him to drink. And bro, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like, at at what point do you really sit back and think, like, what am I doing? Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's not even settling a fight. Like, it's not settling a fight. That's how you are. Like, that's how you feel about uh, a certain group of people. And that's just, that's not how you, that's how you are outside of that realm. Like, that makes me think that's how you are outside of the UFC, outside of the octagon on the ring, wherever you are. 
like that just how, that makes me think that you think that all Muslims are a certain way or 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 you treat all black people a certain way and it doesn't look good. I don't care how much you like hip hop. I don't care if you hang out with Drake. I don't care if you hang out with Migos. I don't care if you come out to Biggie Smalls or call yourself the notorious one. If you if you can't if you like the culture but can't respect it or the people who are in it outside of hip hop but black people, then bro, you get no you get no pass from me, no cool points from me. Like that's not okay. So um I don't want you know I don't want to get too too deep into that, but you know McGregor took that out. I was rooting for him, but I I don't know. I think I'm a Habib fan now. To be honest, I'm phony. I'm a Habib fan. Throughout by the second round, I was like, let's go Habib because yeah. Um, uh, what else happened in UFC? Oh, the fight, the co-main event was great. That was a good one, a bloodbath. That was a good fight. But I think the highlight of the night was uh my man from Houston, the heavyweight Derek J- Bro. That guy is hilarious. My man said, "Why?" Joe said, "Why did you take your uh, your shorts off?" He said, "My balls was hot." I respected. I respected Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, bro. He has a title shot at uh, UFC 230 against Daniel Cormier, and that's going to be a good one because, bro, Lewis waited two and a half—not even two and a half, like two and three quarters of the fight. And then knocked the dude out. I've never, I haven't seen anything like that. That was insane. And he caught him. Like, that wasn't like, oh, let me try to throw a Hail Mary and knock this guy out. No, he planned, like, he planned for that. He waited patiently for that shot. And that was very impressive to me. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I thought he lost that fight. Uh, so I'm excited for Derek Lewis. I, I like him. So I'll be definitely be tuning in to some more UFC because you guys know I'm a boxing guy, but I don't mind watching a little kickboxing. Uh, Well, week five in the NFL was not very great for kickers. It was awful. It was god-awful. All of the NFL kickers are going to hell in a handbasket after week five. That was nasty. Like, some of the best kickers looked like amateurs out there uh, this past week. We might as well start with Mason Crosby. Uh, I'm not going to say he cost the Packers the game because the Packers were in that game. And there were a lot of moments where they, you know, it shouldn't have come down to missed field goals. But with that being said, he left a lot of points on the field. He missed five field goals, including an extra point when the Packers were trying to come back. That has the most, has been the most misses in the game since 1997. That was nasty. And, you know, Mason's been with the Packers since 2007. And, you know, I don't see them moving on from him just because of that. You know, Mason's not having even, he's not even having a bad season. It's just like he's won games for Green Bay, and that was just bad. It was just uncharacteristic of him. And watching that game, I was just frustrated for him and the Packers. I felt bad because, like, man, that's not like him. You know, I'm glad, you know, Rodgers came over and gave him a hug and talked to him and, you know, gave him some reassurance. But I know he was very disappointed in himself, and I'm glad McCarthy let him go out there at the end of the game and kick one, you know, just to build his confidence back up. And he made it, of course. But uh, that was bad for the Packers. Uh, what who else? Uh, what other kicker mishaps did we have? Oh, Robbie Goldstreak ended. It's 33 consecutive field goals came to a halt when he missed a, he missed one. For the 49ers, and uh, that was the longest 
streak of 49ers history, and the the streak is held by Adam Vinatieri, which is 44 consecutive field goals made. So he was on his way to, you know, making a little history and then kick around. And the Legatron, Justin Tucker got one blocked in Cleveland. What? What is going on? You know, we've been watching these kickers struggle for a while now, For this, as far as the season goes. It's it's interesting to watch, especially with, you know, since they moved the uh, the PAT back. We've seen a lot of misses. And it's like you can feel it. Like, it's not even guaranteed anymore. I've watched kickers go up and I'm like, he's going to miss this. I say it every time, like, when the when the commentators are, like, especially in the playoffs, commentators are like, he hasn't missed one from this distance in 355 days and 25 seconds and 44. Bro, when they know every detail since the last miss, oh, he's going to miss it. Oh, he's going to miss it. He's going to miss it bad. It goes exactly like this. Well, the uh, <laughs> Jason Garrett has iced the kicker, and this guy hasn't missed one in 20 years. 13 months and five days, two hours and 50 minutes. And here it is for the game from 35 yards out. Hits up. Oh, and it's wide left. It's wide left. Every single time. And I cannot make this up. I've seen it so many times. I'm I'm used to it now. I expect them to miss it. Uh, This past Sunday night, Will Lutz missed the uh, extra point. Start the game up. <sighs> it's like... This isn't good for the brand, as uh, Pat McAfee would say. This is not good for the brand at all. Not great for the band. For the band. <laughs> the brand, excuse me. I, I, I clearly don't know English this today. Um, not great for the brand, man. You know, these kickers are missing kicks and putting their teams in bad positions. And it's just like, bro, you have one job. You have one job. I'm not saying being a kicker isn't hard. I can't be a kicker. I can't be a pro kicker. I know I can't. But. I'm going to talk about them because you have one job. <laughs> but no, man, to all the NFL kickers out there, and the, the those not who are in the NFL, you know, aspiring NFL kickers, if I put you on my fantasy team, you better make everyone. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not like that. Man, just do your job. Simple as <laughs> Just do your job, man. All right, we have gotten to the point in the season where there are no more than two undefeated teams. The Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs are the only ones with an O in their record. Hmm. That's interesting. It's interesting. Now it's like we're in October. You know, it's still early, fairly early in the season, but these teams are undefeated. So we had to talk who was going to go farther. And frankly, I believe it's the Rams. I don't believe in the Chiefs as far as playoff. You know, we've seen the Chiefs have hot starts. This isn't new. The Chiefs always do good in the regular season. We've all we've seen them start undefeated before. This isn't new. This isn't new. I'm not saying they're not going to have a good season. Like, I'm not saying they're not going to finish strong. And But I just don't see them going to the Super Bowl. I feel like if they run into Tom Brady... And you know they play them this weekend, so that's that that's that's going to be telling. That game will be telling. The Chiefs' defense gives up a lot of points, even though they showed up against Blake Bortles. But that's Blake Bortles. You know, I want to see what they're going to do with Brady. This defense isn't that good. Pat Mahomes is a video game. That offense is great. 
Play calling is great, but defense wins championships. Patriots don't have a great defense either, but, you know, that's the matchup for this week. But I don't see them going that far. And Matt Mahomes, no playoff experience. He hasn't been there before. We don't know how he's going to handle that. I mean, we'll see. But golf has been there. And that team is just complete. Great defense. Great off, bro. Great offense. Cooper Cup is playing out of his mind. I think uh, it's time for a lot of people to wake up and realize who Cooper Cup is. Coop is playing out of his mind. I really like him and I like his game. He's always open. And when you see Cooper Cup going down the middle with a linebacker on him, you throw that ball. You sling it. You let it go because he's going to get it every time. And, and Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley. And that defense is just going to be what it is. And I believe that, you know, now that we're getting towards the middle of where are we? We are in the middle of October almost. Yeah. You know, playoff time will be coming before we know it. And we'll be talking about, we may still be talking about who is still undefeated by it. I don't know. I don't know who's going to lose first. That's another thing. Who's going to lose first? Maybe this weekend the Chiefs take that out. I don't know. I don't think Brady's going to take too kindly of, uh, what Mr. Showtime Mahomes? I hate Showtime Mahomes. I hate that name. That I don't think that's cool. I don't think that's a cool thing to say. It's oh, here comes Showtime Mahomes. Don't like it. Not a fan. I like him and don't like his nickname. And I don't think he he probably doesn't like it either. But he's not going to say anything to anybody about it. I wouldn't want them calling me that. Oh, it's Showtime Eric. Don't call me that, please. I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I don't like that. But uh, we'll see. But right now, you know, they're the only two undefeated teams, so we got to talk about them. You know we do. Uh, But, yeah, I I got more faith in the Rams. I believe the Rams are the complete team. And I believe the NFC should be terrified of the Rams, and they should be scared to go to L.A. and play them. (laughs) This is, I mean, it's not the same Rams from last year. These these Rams are a little hungrier. They're they're playing a little scarier, you know. Aaron Donald's the monster. and. Sue and the boys, man. <laughs> Whew, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see, though. We're definitely going to see. Okay, fantasy tips of the week. Tip number one for my fantasy players out there. We are in October, so, you know, we're starting to hit our stride. Tip number one. If you send somebody a trade... Do not cancel it if the person you have offered the trade to has not seen the trade yet. That is the most dumbest thing you can do. It's so frustrating. I get a trade notification. Then I go check it out. It says trade has been canceled. Mm. Number two, once again, be careful who you do business with. If that if the person that you are doing business with is uh, 5-0, 4-1 right now, you don't need to be doing business with you unless it benefits you 100%. If they win that trade, you lost. Why help those that are on top? Lastly, tip number three. Be wary of the waiver wire. I know it's late. I know it's late. But you never know. You never know. Always keep your eye on the wire. Always. But that's all I got for, for the fantasy users this week. It's been a while since I talked to those guys. Uh, but shout out to my league. You know, I, I took another, I took an L this week, this past week. But I'm still in the playoff hunt. You know, I'm six seeds. So the season ended today, I'd be in the playoffs. 
So, you know, fantasy users, you know, stay focused, man. Stay focused and have fun. Okay, let's get into the pick four for week six in the NFL. Uh, we can start off with, might as well start off with tonight's game with the uh, Eagles and the Giants. The Giants are going through a lot. Uh, they have Eli Manning has a beef with Lil Wayne right now, and I'm just waiting for Eli to drop his diss record. Um, so that's happening. Uh, the, good God. Uh, Odell has a touchdown pass thrown in the stats, but he doesn't have a touchdown. <sighs> he does not have a receiving touchdown yet. Good Gracious, what is going on in New York? <laughs> you would think somebody would be ringing Colin Kaepernick's phone right now, but I ain't going to get into all that. Sheesh, talk about it. <laughs> but, yeah, the Eagles will take that game for sure. Um, Oh, Sunday night. Oh, yeah, that's the banger. The Chiefs going up to Foxborough. I don't know. I think Brady ends the little streak of the uh, Chiefs. I think the street, I think the Chiefs lose their first game in Foxborough. And then Monday night game, uh, we have the 49ers going to Green Bay. And I don't see the 49ers winning that game. I believe the Packers may blow them out. I think this may be a big game for the Packers as far as getting momentum going into the bye week as they come off and have to go out to L.A. and play the Showtime Rams. I'm so sorry for going out of order. I'm going to go back to Sunday because uh, we just did that. That was the Monday night game. Uh, which game? Oh, the Bucks and the Falcons. Jameis starts this weekend after their bye. And uh, that's going to be a shootout regardless of the boat it's virtually uh 11 on 11 offense on the offense out there because those teams have zero defense my goodness so that's the pick four for this week but week, week six should be interesting uh it's a couple division matchups we got the Bengals and the Steelers also this week so i'm excited about that you know um but you know we're, we're here week six we're here in week six and the season is moving on it's moving along it was it was only felt like week one was yesterday it's like when basketball comes, it's just like, ew. Ugh. I like basketball, but I'm a football guy. I'm a football guy. And you probably can tell that I am. I like basketball. I do. I'm, I, I do. But football is football, man. College and, you know, even the NFL, I, I just love football. And when basketball comes, this is like, you know, like the season is moving fast. Because it's like, ew, basketball is here already. Go away. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but, uh, yeah. So that's the pick four for this week. Uh, yeah, let's let's enjoy the football this weekend for sure. Let's let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. So it was reported that Jimmy Butler came to Minnesota Timberwolves practice today and raised some hell, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Call that boy Stone Cold Jim Austin, cause boy that man was up to something today. They say the boy took some second and third stringers and beat the starters. Not the starters. He beat the starters. That's tough right there. That's tough. Not only did he do that, he cussed out Thibodeau and the uh, some other league, uh, some other team higher-ups. He said, you effing need me. Y'all need me to win. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. Jimmy went out of there, man. Free that man. Free Jimmy Butler. Justice for Butler. All Jimmys matter because, listen, man, we got to let him out of there. You know that man don't want to play there no more. Send him to South Beach where it's warm, where D-Wade and his wife 
Because you know how Jimmy get down. Let me start. Let me start. That man said, well, damn. <laughs> Stop. No, 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 no. You need to leave uh, Gabby alone under her pictures. That boy, that boy up to no good. But um, listen, man, Jimmy's ready to go. And they're playing games with Miami. And I think that's crazy because, like, what else do you want? Like, stop. Like, come on, man. Let 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 Jimmy go to Miami or wherever he feels fit to be happy. He doesn't want to play there anymore. Let him go. It's not that hard. It's like when you're with a girl and you know, like, it's coming towards the end of the road. And it's just like you not trying to. You feel me? She's ready to leave. But you're talking about baby. Baby, no. No, Jimmy ain't trying to heal that. Jimmy's ready to go. Jimmy's already ready to move on. He already in uh, the Heat DMs. He already liking the Rockets pictures. You feel me? If you if, if you picking up what I'm putting down, you feel me? <laughs> All right, that man is ready to go. He's ready to go. Let him go. All right, Thibodeau, let him go. All right, or uh, Tim Wolves GM, your president, whoever y'all may be, let him go. All right, it's time for Jimmy to go play and get buckets elsewhere. It's just time. It is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's all I have for you today. Um, Oh, excuse me. Playoff baseball. I feel like that boy Drake. Okay, now we got some action. Everything I said, it happened. Yo, the Brewers and the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Astros. I said this. I said this, this is my final four right here, and I said it's going to be the Sox and the Dodgers. I said this, all right? Stay woke. The boy, extra dominance. I know it, all right? I know it. I don't even I don't even know baseball like that. I mean, I, I know baseball, but I don't keep up with, like, the MLB as much as I should or as I do with other sports. But, yeah, watch that. You can go back to listen to the, a couple episodes ago when I said that. Yeah, look at the tape. Um, but I think that... I, now I think that's all I have. Uh, shout out to Drew Brees for becoming the quarterback with the most passing yards all time. That's really great, and I'm glad I got to see that live. I love witnessing history in sports. Um, but, yeah, that's it for uh, episode number seven. I'll be back next week, same time, new time at 12 p.m. You know, now we're doing, I'm doing a 12 p.m. drop, not the 10.30 a.m. drop. So, you know, 12 p.m. drop, nice and noon. You listen to me during the, uh, lunchtime, you know, in between your classes. Uh, but yeah, you know, back again next week, next Thursday. Oh, follow, make sure you follow the Twitter account, please, at Electrified Pod. I'm going to try to do, uh, tweet more from that account. Uh, but yeah, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been Electrified. Mm-hmm.